Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange bridges. Something about them orange bridges. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 15th, and your Tennessee Volunteers, your fighting Tony Vitellos, the pride of Lindsey Nelson, are your outright only SEC regular season champions. We going to take you to Hoover. Do they get they, We'll talk about hey, we got a special guest coming on before Hoover to talk Hoover. So we're I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. We still got a series left. Not that it matters, but we still got a series left. Tennessee regular season champs get a series win over Georgia this week. I know it wasn't the sweep we were all hoping for. You get to see Ben Joyce. The reason I didn't say his nickname, I text Landon this when we probably probably about the second inning. And I said, we're gonna have to come up with a new nickname. Because uh, he's not the fireman anymore. He's not putting out fires. They aren't getting started if he's on the mound. It's true. It's just coming out of his arm. I guess he's so the maybe, fire. I guess, I guess he's the volunteer fire chief now. He's the guy that goes out to try to, you know, prevent fires. He's he, the, he is the fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a very good point. He's um, a very good point. Yeah, keep him away from uh, the Great Smoky Mountains. How about that? Well, we talked about how Tennessee has four legit Friday night starters for just about any team in the SEC. I mean, there's exceptions. There's some phenomenal pitchers in the SEC. I didn't know they had a fifth. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and embarrassment of riches. You know what's? It's insane how quickly his. Because, I mean, let's let's be honest. All right. A lot of people, I'm sure, are like, oh, he can't pitch 104, 103 for five innings. Okay, but what does that drop down to, 98? <laughs> what's what's more insane to me is that his his um, off speed is just so nasty. I think that's what has made him legit. Like, that's I think that's what's put, you know, put the starter role in a real possibility for him. Because, yeah, you can't just shove it 104 for five innings if that's all he had. Right. But, but the weird thing is, like, he threw 20 pitches, 103 mile an hour. Pulls. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. His velocity isn't really changing. And, and you're going to get, when you're throwing that hard, like, you got to make such a quick decision. Right. So you're throwing an 80 mile an hour pitch that moves, no chance. <laughs> I mean, you have one guy, it laid it. We about had a ball end up at Tony Vitello's feet, and the dude still swung at it. <laughs> it was i mean yeah that's I, I mean i guess put me in the doubter in terms of like holding that velocity for so long but at the same time you know it's still going to be fast even if it's not 103 that's it's mm. still going to be fast yeah but the fact that his his uh his off-speed pitch is just so filthy i mean yeah he's a legit starter and he's a legit closer and he can come in in relief 
or you know early he's he's he is a valuable asset for Tennessee. Yeah, I think that, you know, yesterday definitely was an ideal. He didn't want to lose that game. No. And that seventh inning kind of got away from you. But <clears throat> you did have people pitch in positions they don't necessarily re- really have pitched in this entire year. Like Ben Joyce's right. first start, Drew Beam comes out of the pen. You know, you kind of see what you got and see what you what you do. Like, I mean, it's it's a lot more difficult than just like, Hey Drew, go to the pen and warm up. You're in, and the next, you know, <laughs> at at any time yeah. you can go in. Um, you know, and I don't think he pitched necessarily bad. You know, he gave up three singles. They were just hitting the hole, but they're ground like two of them are ground balls. Um, right. So it's you know hard to really judge. You know, maybe he missed some spots here and there, but um, he's not walking anybody. You know, you're filling it up, and I, I feel like that's the you got a lot of pitchers, some experience they don't normally get um, on right. the weekend. So I thought that was interesting, kind of see what you got. I thought Chase Burns, you know, pitching out of the pen on Thursday, I thought he looked good. Um, yeah. Dole Lander back in the starting lineup, I mean, he looked phenomenal on Thursday night. Definitely a good good weekend for Tennessee all around, but especially the pitching staff. Like you said, you got to um, – I liked what Ben Upton 11.7. I don't like that he said to pick George on Saturday – um, but I liked his reason. He said, this is going to be an experimental experimental game for Tennessee in terms of you start a guy you've never started before, figured you're going to see some guys in relief you don't normally see in relief. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously you, you never want to lose a game. Like, that sucks. Like that, I mean, not that it is the end of the world, but you want to win them all. Um, that's why you play, knowing it's not possible. But, yeah, it, it was an experimental-type game. Now, does Drew Bean pitch – like you said, it's hard to judge, but does he pitch better the next time coming out of the bullpen if he ever has to happen again? Maybe. It's it's invaluable experience that he got in a game. You can't simulate that in practice no matter how hard you try. Yeah, um, or does it tell you like – He's not that guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or is is he is he a guy who needs to start? Is he right. a guy that needs to know he's coming in pitching, you know, just that, that full routine? It didn't seem to bother Chase Burns, and I'm not saying it bothered Drew Beam. Um, but Chase Burns looked like he was on top of things, and you know it just kind of yeah. got a out of hand a little bit yesterday. Drew Bean gave up three straight singles, and you know then Redmond came in, gave up a two run shot, I think, right. sack fly on a or a sack bunt that scored a run. So yeah, just and a really a, good a really good sack bunt too. Like just a I tough. Know, I kind of wanted to see <laughs> if if you throw home, does it? Do you right. get him? It's close, but yeah, and, and so it's invaluable experience in that in that Saturday game, that third game of the series. That all in all, you already won the SEC outright. Um, all that does is just kind of pad that record, pad that historical record. It doesn't really do much for you. I think it was a good time to get out and and maybe throw some, get some looks you don't normally get. Like I said, that you don't get to simulate in practice. Like you can never simulate in practice. Right. So I, I like that a lot. Um, you're not you're not doing it in in game three of the second series of the season that you had clinched. This is True. you know it's all it's pretty much all wrapped up from here. So it, it's nice. Um, I'm curious if you get any more kind of strange looks next week in Starkville. Um, I don't know if strange is the right word, but maybe guys out of place that they don't normally wouldn't normally be in. But yeah, I like I, you know I like seeing Ben Joyce's starter. You you've been saying you think he's a legit, legit starter. Um, since you know that Auburn appearance that he made and went a couple innings, 
And um, yeah, he seems to be that and very impressive. Not the only impressive all this weekend. A lot of dudes impressed though. It was a freaking awesome weekend for the whole, for the whole team. Hate that it didn't end in a sweep, but some impressive dudes out there. Blake Berg. Yeah. Golly. Phenom. I mean, we talked about it the other day. He's, or I talked about it with somebody. He's going to own that parking lot out there. So, you know, next <laughs> said year it, when he said that it, they're going to have to rename it after him on, on Wednesday show. Yeah. When he's in the lineup every single day, I, I would think twice about parking over there. I really would. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. I think it's a, I don't know what that lot is. I know don't players park over. Is that the player's lot? So they should know no, better by I don't now. Think so. No. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but you know, you mentioned you get to see Chase Dolander back. It looks like it looks like it's at least decided. We talked about how it mixes up with uh Tidwell being back to full health. It looks like at least Dol Dolander's not the guy that gets moved. No. It no. seems he, he's he's gonna be there. Um I I would think Drew Beam. I mean, this weekend was trying to get I mean, Tennessee didn't start their two best pitchers. Yeah, you got a lot of rest. I, I wouldn't best say best pitcher. Part. Dolander's been really good for him this season, but you're, you know, your Friday night guy and the guy that's been statistically the best so far this season, right? Didn't even start. Um, so you got to take that. You know, it, you're trying to rest those guys a little bit. I think Drew Beam threw 15 pitches, Burns threw like 27 or something like that. So um, giving them a little bit of rest. And, you know, I, I'm not sure what they do next week. You know, do you want to have them full go before you hit the the postseason, or do you kind of want to rest them a little bit more? And right, because they, I mean, they've not like they've fallen off any, but they've definitely no. taken a, a little step back, and that's expected. I mean, the things that they were doing earlier in the season was in, incredible. Like, well, and just, it, we haven't seen that before. We talk about taking care of business all the time. Just go out and take care of business. They've done that this year, and they've gotten themselves in a position where they get to rest now. Like you did, Drew Beam pitched one inning. Mm -hmm. Chase Burns pitched one and two thirds, I think. Yeah, so it's like that's a. I mean that they are they're normal pitching 80, 90 pitches a game, right? And, and so that rest this weekend was was awesome to get um, before going to Hoover, before getting into postseason play entirely. Because those guys are going to be there in some capacity, and you and you need their arms in postseason, um, especially with the regional. It looks like Tennessee's going to draw. Looks like you're going to have some tough matchups. So it, it's awesome to get those guys rest. It's why you it's why you take care of business early on in the season, not so you can take your foot off the gas in the back half, but so you can do things that set you up for a successful postseason. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what they do on the weekend. Like if you're having everybody go full go, is it Dolander? Right. Burns beam again. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, Blade hasn't been the same Blade as last year, um, right? And I don't. I don't. I mean, he had six strikeouts. I was about to say. I mean, he's on, still on Friday, but the the walks is what's. I'm sure it, it's killing Frank. You know, the three walks. That's what gets him in trouble. You know, the yeah. you can live with the four hits. You can live with the one earned run, but the three walks and then a few hits like that's. You know, that's when you're getting in trouble. So yeah, and that's like like last year and we talked, we even talked with Chad Dallas about kind of that mentality. It's like, is he gonna give up one, maybe two singles home runs in a game? Yeah, but he's not allowing guys on base. So when you're giving guys the base, well, now that one run home run turns into two, 
three run home run because you're just letting guys on. So now it's not something that you you're okay with. Right. It's not something that you, you know, you go, okay, you know, he got a hold of that pitch. Let's move on to the next one. Now you're down or, or what, you know, maybe if the situation's right in the game, maybe they just tied it up, but those are the home runs you don't like. Those are the home runs you, like you said, you can't live with. Mm-hmm. So it's not ideal. And like, and it's, it's certainly not the blade Tidwell, the same one from last year. It's not, it's not the all it's not. And yeah, he, he hasn't pitched a ton this season still. Yeah. So I feel like he's still very much getting back into the swing of things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm excited to see it because I think this team is. You know, we we talk. We maybe nitpick on on some of these pitchers. Oh, maybe they're not sure. doing their best, but this is still one of the best pitching staffs in the country. Um, rotation wise, starting wise, bullpen wise. Yeah. You know, Tennessee has a ton of arms, so uh, it's a great problem have to-, to have going into this offseason. If you want to talk about yeah, if you want to talk about things to fix, things to get prepared for going into the offseason, you have to nitpick this team because they do they do everything really, really well. Yes. There's very few things that are, you know, off a little bit. And there's nothing that's just a glaring hole. Um, you know, even I mean, even talking about guys getting to getting to second. Like I don't know what kind of base running team Georgia is, but they they didn't just have second at will. Yeah, how many well, – I'm trying to look at how many stolen bases they have. Uh, not 10. <laughs> no, definitely not 10. No. Um, Only bad, any. Okay. I, I, I was about to say, I'm trying to even just remember a couple off the top of my head, and I, and I don't. And, and yeah. you could be a bad base – not a, not a great base running team. And you look at Kentucky, what Tennessee – you know, that Tennessee and Kentucky series, and – you know, it didn't even necessarily win Kentucky this series. So maybe that's why you don't even try to exploit it. But you would think a coach goes, yeah, let, you know, we're not, that's not our, our normal, what we're normally going to do, but let's, let's work on that this week and try to implement it in the game. And like you said, no stolen bases. That's, that shows you how much of a, how much of a weakness it is for Tennessee. It's not if teams aren't trying to do it. Right. Yeah, I agree. And Tennessee used the long ball again this weekend. I think mm-hmm. uh, we hit three on Thursday. We hit four, or I'm sorry, we hit how many did we hit on uh, on uh, Saturday? Rus- we had or Friday. We hit two. Russell hit two for sure. Luke had one, mm-hmm. and then Luke had one on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's. Seven, seven home runs on the weekend. Love it, love it. Small ballpark. Yeah, right. I got, I got one of them. Yeah, you, you have it up. <laughs> I didn't know that's so. I think it's so weird that they use. It seems complicated to me, honestly. <laughs> that's um, Evan Russell's, right? Did you mention yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, Evan Russell. One of Evan Russell's one bombs on yeah. one of them. I don't know which one. It was one of them. Fish it had to Jordan Beckstad had to fish it out of his his passenger seat. Is that right? Is that the story? <laughs> yeah, somebody did. <laughs> I hope it was a Georgia. Are you are you are you now are you Zach Ample? Is that his name? Foul ball guy? Is that you? I can be. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go get some foul <laughs> balls. I'm always I'm always the one that stands up. Even if it goes behind me, I stand up. Dude, that thing is not coming back and hit me in the back of the head. They don't have a roof there. It's it's much more dangerous at the Smoky Stadium. It's got that slanted roof. Oh yeah, for sure. Very dangerous. But that one hard question. off off that concrete just bounces right back. 
No. Yeah. Oh yeah. And ne- so next year, so we we aren't getting a porch for this year. That's that's been settled. Next year when we get a porch, I'm gonna get you an absurdly large glove to catch home runs in. Dude, I love the adults that bring gloves to games. That's hilarious <laughs> to me. No, when I say absurdly large, I don't mean like a first baseman's glove. I mean like a glove. The one like on bench warmers. Maybe I, I'm not familiar with the size of that one. I mean, this one's going to be like the size of you, absurdly large. Oh wow! Yeah, I think part of my take maybe took one to a home run derby. So you know that that style. Okay. So yeah, it, it's going to be absurd. Can't wait. Can't wait. And you're going to catch a lot if it's anything like this weekend. If it's anything like this season, what are they? What are we at total this season? I know we broke the record. Who knows? One. Uh, see, it was 104 Tuesday, right? It's a 111. It's a 111. I think. Was it 104 after Tuesday? I don't remember. Is that right? It was. Do you know what the NCAA record is? It's a lot. It's like 178. It was LSU. I can't remember what year. God. It's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. But that was the bats. The bats were different. That was when that was when the bats were were a yeah. little hot. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have stickers then. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to ask Cody Hahn about that one. <laughs> was it was it around that time? Hmm? Was it around that time? I, I think it was around that time. It was back when they were really here. I'm getting Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee's at 116. So were they 104 after? When were they 104? Was that after the Kentucky game? I guess. Yeah, they hit quite a bit okay. against Bellarmine on think. on Saturday at Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. And what a weekend! A weekend. Also, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna take full credit for uh, Joey from Tampa going. Oh, are we? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, going. Uh, what do you go for on Friday? Is it three for five? He um, he had a big weekend. We didn't get a, a Joey bomb. Three for five, yeah. Um, three RBIs. 1997, LSU had 188 home runs. That okay, is so it was bad. not near. It wasn't, no. It, I mean, I don't know what the rules were then. I don't know what bats were being used, but it wasn't when everyone said the bats were way too hot. It wasn't then. Um, I think they just had some dudes on that team, too. Maybe mix with, maybe mix with that. Um, but no, yeah, I'm cool with taking credit. I'll, I mean, let's let's uh, let's set the record straight. If we had gotten a Joey bomb, it, I'm taking full credit for that. No doubt. Oh, for sure. No doubt. So well, we his next one, we're taking credit for. So whenever it comes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I did say this weekend, but I think we should get a carryover. There was a carryover clause in there. So if you go to Mississippi State, if you're in Starkville for that game, just make sure you give us a Joey bag of donuts after that, after his bomb. I'll say this. Like Trey Luscombe, Mike Honcho, those two guys get a ton of credit for like the bombs that they hit, and and they've had phenomenal seasons. Mm. But the best hitter on Tennessee's team, and I think should be one of the best hitters in the country, is Drew Gilbert. Oh, I mean, I think most. People I mean, the the that. way he <laughs> battles. I mean, he didn't have the home run totals like some of those guys have, but, um, you know, even when they try to shift it on him, the dude's, you know, freaking ripping it. <laughs> Which some of the some of those shifts were just weird. I, there was like a, uh, not a well hit ball to center field. Was that Drew Gilbert's shift, or was that Luke Lipsius's? So there, there was there was one. 
Well, the, the one Luke beat the shift. He just hit it out. But he no, did. No, he went oppo. Thursday night, there was a shift on. I just don't remember who it was for. And it was it was hit to, like, I mean, almost right center. Short right center. And, and not quite right center, but center field more of. And no one was there. I don't know how it got down in that scenario. Yeah. There was so, one, I think. Um, not a fan of the shift. Georgia. <laughs> Friday, I think Drew Gilbert hit one, like, it was kind of up the middle, but like the second baseman, if he was playing normal, would have got there. And there was just no one there because it, it may have been that one. It was, it was like it was bad to see. I know why. I know why you shift that way, but it's like center field shouldn't be <laughs> just wide open for anybody, right? Yeah, they they did it for Blake Burke. They they're gonna do it for Which Luke. Is, Drew. Why do you, why do you shift for Blake Burke? I mean, if he hits it, guys. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think he sh- what not did he strike out? That, that well, I mean, that, that's the thing. You just got to hope your your pitcher can get around him. Not, I think it was Friday not. night. It it was if he would have connected on any of those, like mm-hmm. that ball's going five hundred feet easy, right? <laughs> I mean, he was hacking, oh, man. I couldn't Maybe believe he was. wasn't in the lineup on on Saturday. I mean, I'm not dogging him. I'm, I don't care. But right the way he was hitting the ball, I, I just assumed he would be back in the lineup. But they went with uh, Christian Moore. Yeah, I mean, I think you see a lot of Blake Burt from here on out the rest of the season. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I don't know. Maybe. I'll I mean, he he's one that. I think it's an easy, I think it's an the, easy thing I can no say. No matter how team. big they say Omaha is, Blake Burr's going to hit it out of Omaha. <laughs> See, you know, you talk about like the best hitters on the team, like Drew Gilbert probably is, but the guys like Trey Lipscomb, Jordan Beck, Blake Burke, those are the ones that distance. Like, does Drew Gilbert maybe get a couple cheapies? Sure. He's still going to hit a lot of balls long, too. But does he get a couple cheapies? Maybe. Luke Lipsius? Maybe. Trey Lipscomb? Jordan Beck and uh, Blake Burke, they don't get any cheapies. <laughs> no, they don't. Nothing. Um, they get they get all of it. So, love to see it. Yeah. I, yeah listen, really, really good I, like winning, I like winning the SEC. I don't know about you. It's fun. Props to Vandy for, for helping us out in that situation. I, I'm going to just... give full credit to the Raccoon. Uh, I, yes, and I also want to establish how dumb it is when we have a four-game lead – for someone to tweet out, we should cheer for Vandy tonight. Listen, in that game, I don't care who loses. Would it be cool to win it on Saturday? Sure. Would I be okay with winning it? Because listen, if, if the game's on the line Sunday, I like to or on sorry on Saturday, I get confused in these series. So I, I'm okay with winning it on Friday. But if Vanderbilt loses that game, I'm okay with winning it the next day too, or Friday, Thursday in Starkville. I'm not cheering for Vanderbilt no matter what, okay? No. Especially when there's four games left ahead of us. I'm not cheering. We're, we're not cheering for Arkansas either. No, God, no. <laughs> and maybe it's different if it's the last game of the season and I have to. Maybe I give them a little root. No, I'm not cheering for them with four games left and we, or we have a four-game lead. I'm not doing it. Yeah. My thing is, like, we tweeted that thing where uh, Max Ferguson hit that walk-off bomb. They weren't even mentioned. Those, How did they find it? All those Arkansas fans, here they come. But it, it's like – it's like who cares? Like it, well, number one, it's last year. Like, why do you care? Number two, you weren't mentioned. And you dude, mentioned. go make out with that raccoon. And it was a bomb. Like that's the thing I don't understand about the Arkansas fans. Like I said, it was 
last year. But there are things is always uh, you didn't win the series. Okay, uh, we were just talking about one big walk-off home run. We weren't talking about the series. It was never mentioned. Then they would say, like they've said this year, when we've won every series but one, it only matters when you win it all. Well, then we we win the regular SEC tournament, and they're like, got to keep it up through Omaha. Well, first off, you've never won Omaha. You didn't go to Omaha last year. Quit moving the goalpost. You should have. It, it doesn't make sense. should have won one and freaking choked on a foul ball. Yeah. So <laughs> – Steve Bartman didn't even get to bail you out on that one. So mm. just shut up. Like, just quit being so annoying. I get the gamesmanship of it. But uh, it's not a good look when you're talking to the regular season SEC champs. So shut yeah. your mouth. You get a chance to put up or shut up in a, in a week, two weeks, whatever it is. Shut up. Why are you in that? Why, why were you in that tweet? Did they win sense. the series? Did they win today? It got pushed back, and I forgot to check. Because I, I guess like rain delay or something. So I'm not I'm not sure what that final ended up being today. Let's see. I'm looking. Um, it was yesterday's game. They did a lot win. of updates. They didn't win. Vanderbilt won the series. <laughs> Maybe they should have worried about the series this week, this year instead of the series last year. Damn. <laughs> Clowns. Clown show. Tweeting about a series from last year while you're getting beat. By the third, are they third in the SEC East right now? Or no, they're second, aren't they? Wait, what? So, remember where Vandy was at in the rankings? See, I just when you're ranked first, you don't even worry about who's behind you. Who cares? Right. They're so far behind. I can't even see them. Yeah, they're tied with Georgia for second. By the way, they're not outright second. What, what's um, Texas A&M? A&M second in the West. Todd, sorry, they're tied for first in the West. Um, I guess Arkansas has the head-to-head. They're listed above them, so I would assume. Or have they? do they play next week? I would assume they've already played. Um, I'm not sure. But my favorite part is Kentucky and South Carolina just having just the some of the worst of the worst games this week. Oh, yeah. Battling for, I mean, pretty much the worst team in the SEC. So I don't count Missouri I ever. think South Carolina, so, they lost today. But I think they South lost today, Carolina and I think they the watched series. it. Okay. I think they botched today. I think it was an ugly game. Yeah, I think it was like seven to one. Duh. I barely even know what losing SEC series feels like, so <laughs> couldn't be us. I definitely don't know what they look like without terrible weather. Well, that's a that's my favorite. I deleted the tweet because it didn't come across how I wanted it to, but when they were like series are all Arkansas fans, series are all that matters. I'm like, all right, well, Tennessee has one loss this season then. A single loss if series are the only things that matters. Hey, I'm perfectly okay going into the postseason with people doubting us. Oh, yeah. Is that, like, I, I don't want to be so good where it's just like a total collapse. Right. Well, that's what's funny is everyone says like Tennessee's due for it. So when it happens, shouldn't we just be like, I mean, you knew it the whole time. Why are you Why are you acting like it's a big deal? I'd much rather lose Kentucky than lose in a regional or super regional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and, and that's, you know – What's crazy is so the super regional is obviously a traditional three game series. Regional, the good thing about a regional is those teams have to beat you. They only get one shot at you. Well, yep. unless so you get into a, unless you're in the bottom bracket, the losers bracket, and you gotta play a second game for the the winner of the regional, then you get two games. But they gotta, they only get one shot at you. And um, good luck in a one, you know, getting one off Tennessee. So, yeah, even I in just, the hard regional, I feel I like it. 
I just don't get why Arkansas is so obsessed with Tennessee. It just it's kind of weird. I know why. This beautiful orange I'm wearing. Also, shout out to University Traditions. Shout out, just the most beautiful hats ever. Got another one. They're the best. If you haven't bought them, I think they're running. Are they running promo right now? What is it? Um, I don't remember. What the... No, not right now. I think they're just going. Here's but they run promo. Some, posting some. Just posting some heaters. But I'll tell you this. Not only does University Traditions take care of me, they take care of you all. They run promos all the time. Be on the lookout. They take care of y'all. Hey, guess who's going to be the consensus number one team tomorrow? My, my balls. Yeah, because sorry, Oregon State. Sorry, Sean. Your Oregon State Beavers <laughs> lost the series this week. So, And uh, Miami dropped one on Friday night. What did, what did they end up doing? Uh, I know they've 30, been out of contention. They're 37 and 14, so. Yeah, they've been out of it for a while, but they're ranked number two at one point. They had that second spot for a minute. A little limelight. Oh, hey, appreciate oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I'd really like for Tennessee to win the tournament, by the way. I'm just going to go ahead and float that idea out there. Because, not that it's not a big deal to win the regular season, but just like basketball, I think the titles are two different things. You know, the people that were like, the SEC tournament shouldn't matter. Like, it shouldn't. No, it's a the this sport relies on tournament style, just like baseball and basketball. It relies on the the grind of a tournament. So yeah. I, I really want to win that one. It ma- it, it matters. I if we, Tennessee doesn't win it, I'll say it for whoever wins it. It matters, and I would like to win it. I'm sh- I, I'm gonna put that idea out there. I don't know about you guys, but I'd like to win it. Hey, if you're hanging banners, it matters. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Um. So let's do this all again here in a, here in a few weeks in Hoover. Let's do it. Um, man, I was gonna I was gonna ask you something. We going to Omaha? God. Uh, my heart says yes. My bank account says hell no. Dude, my bank account's like you spent way too much money for like future. <laughs> I should have, and they're like all everything's after Omaha too. Like everything. Like LSU. LSU. I'm going to Tahoe. Um. Dude, the season tickets, I just – I don't think – I think they're all mine this year, which, you know, I've been paying for them anyways the last few years. And then I had to freaking Danny's make me pay my donation this year. So. So you're paying for both of them? Yeah, they're mine, man. They're all mine. They used to be families. Mm-mm, just just C-Mit. Not, even, not Mitch anymore. C-Mitch. <laughs> I'm thinking about going uh, – I'm thinking about going cushions if it's not too late. What are your thoughts? What's oh, everyone's thought on? I got cushions. Do you all have cushions? Yeah. So here's my here's my thought. Well, my back kills me, dude. So I gotta I, have it. See, I don't like them because you have to sit like. That's why I don't like it. The reason I'm thinking cushions is more for Emily, because I don't know if we've got a lot of man spreaders on our row, but it's always and we don't get in there till like right when the band gets on the field, so we're like miss the whole game. It, it at least gives you that much room. That's what that's what I'm saying. So I think I'm going to do that for Emily. Um, go cushion. So I may just I don't, I don't know if you can just do one. I may just do one because I don't really like them that much. Um, I do, dude. When I come in there sweaty, <laughs> dude, I need. Do you think they wash those between games, or is it just all your sweat? You get September sweat in November. <laughs> oh, it's all swamp ass, dude. I would <laughs> never dare smell that. <laughs> do you think you get the same one every year? Or do you think you got someone else's swamp? 
Oh, probably, probably somebody else. It's fine with me. <laughs> hey, just hose that thing down with a water hose, or it'll rain later that week. We'll be fine. Okay. All right. I, you you kind of talk. I mean, I kind of have myself talked into it a little bit, but you you edge you you push me a little bit more. So I may may go may go cushions this year. I just like the little support on the back. That's it, that's fair. We stand up yeah. literally all day until like <laughs> that's game. true. I try to sit down and I just can't. But no, I can't. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good social. point. All right. Um, I might be UT ticket off. Just just get ready for for uh for me to call tomorrow and see what we can work. I out. always tell myself, hey, I'm just gonna sit in this chair, relax, have a few cold ones. Never happens that way. Oh, never. But it's okay. We have a few cold ones. What more can you ask? You're you're shooting fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs> I might not even. I might not even bring my best chair next year, just because I know it's not even worth it. Because it does take up a lot of space. Hey, we got but space. We're good. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it's, that's king, dude. I, I can't get over it. Can't get over being SEC champs. I love it. It's never gonna get old. Baseball needs a tradition like cutting down nets, so we don't get to really do anything for it. I can't dogpile you through the camera. Dogpile me? I mean, yeah. They no, oh, I mean, that's yeah, kind of like that. that, the that I, I mean, that's like the baseball tradition, right? Like you get a big dogpile after a, a big yeah. win. I mean. Not that you it's. Know, I mean, you get a ring for that? I'm sure you do. Regular season? I mean, Butch Jones printed one for the pre for the Chick Fil A kickoff game. I think they're. Oh, he did it for just life I'm in general. Pretty, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you all get rings this year. You all, you all put up with my coaching for for a full season. You get rings, right? Um, um, yeah, I'd be worried about Butch Jones, Arkansas. He's in your state, your fine state that you think's fine. Um, yeah, he's existing there, so. Even Carnell uh, I mean, Tate got to enjoy yesterday. Yeah. That was was he, cool. Yeah, he was there Saturday. Okay. That is. And uh I gotta give credit to Josh Heupel because I uh football coaches are a different breed. They uh you know football coaches are football coaches because they always wear like not just Tennessee attire, like full sweats. You know what I'm saying? Like you can tell where they coach. It's like that. I always bad. yeah, I always get he credit to long about shorts. Yeah, he does. He's he's got about, he's he. You can tell when he grew up, one hundred percent. The uh, Tony Vitello though, he dresses like, you know, you, you question if he's the UT baseball coach. Not that he doesn't have UT Orange John or UT adjacent stuff, but he's never in in like sweats. Right. So I'll give him credit for that. Josh Heupel was at a game. He was in Tennessee Orange, but it wasn't a Tennessee shirt. So he's dressing a little bit better, more more going out attire. <laughs> Yeah, had his flip flops on, his baggy shorts. Hey, yeah, hey it's kind of it's kind of weird. We can't get this, we can't get this man better better seats. Like I I got better seats than our football coach. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm cool with it. Well, they were it show, good. The MVPs are showing up now, dude. What are you gonna oh, do? Yeah. It's the end of the season. You got the Haslam's coming in, sitting yeah. down for the first time this season. Um, and all brown stuff. I'm like, yo, can we not get them some orange? Hey, you passed like 85 shirts on your way in. Can you not pick one up and put it on? Jesus. Dude, they're, they're struggling right now. That 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 Casey's check hadn't cashed yet. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you wear Browns in it? We're the number one team in the country. You want to wear that loser brand that you have on? Yeah, and you're doing our boy Baker wrong? Get out of here. Somebody did text my dad and, and said, uh, the Haslam's are here to see a, a real winner. Hey, Cleveland's a playoff team. 
They used to be when they had a real quarterback. <laughs> yeah, when was that? Number six, baby. Shit. He took him to the playoffs. So if you're going to say he's not a playoff quarterback, that's just false. Dude, shut up. <laughs> we're, not, that, that, we're not going down this road. It's false. That's all I'm saying. It's a trash it's can. Okay. All right. Who's the Panthers starting quarterback? Who knows? They're trash too. They would they'd be better served by a trash can than the guys they've got on the roster. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. We would gladly take Baker Mayfield. That's what's sad. <laughs> Not when you a playoff game. And hey, we got Matt Corral, baby. He's gonna play wide receiver. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be so sad. <laughs> um all right, I don't have anything else for for baseball. If you want to if you want to talk some more baseball, dive in depth tomorrow, sometime this week. Bat flip, yeah. usually yeah. Mondays. See, we we got a man. Dylan Taylor's out there grinding for out kick. So uh, you know, we work with that man's schedule. He's 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 big time. We're uh, yeah. we're servant. We're his servants. So yeah, just follow, uh, follow, follow the Twitter. Landon will let you know when the bat flips on. But make sure you check that out. Get more in depth for the uh, from the Georgia series. Preview a little Bel- Beltmont, Belmont on Tuesday. It's the last week week game, weekday game. Um, then you've got Mississippi State. Mississippi State has lost nine straight games. Oh, yikes. And they weren't good before that nine straight. <laughs> no. I'm not uh, saying that. Like, I, I mean, th- there still is a lot of talent on that roster. Yeah, yeah. But. Agreed. You should kick their butt. You get a little Omaha revenge from them. Yeah. Let's do it. We beat them in Hoover last year. That was a crazy part. We did we did beat them in Hoover. Mm-hmm. We well, they were uh they literally not that they weren't good for the whole season, but they weren't your favorites by any means. No. And they just kind of came on at the right time. Right. So credit credit to them for that, for sure. But uh let's get a, let's go for a series sweep. Let's finish this. Let's finish this day, this uh, year off strong. Brutus, come here. I'm taking your stupid collar off. Brutus. Brutus. Um, yeah, I got some basketball recruiting going on. Um, got a huge five-star commit in uh, Julian Phillips, number 12 overall player in the country. Um, number four, small forward, 6'8", 200 pounds from Branson, Missouri. And uh, it – Picked us over Auburn, so yeah, yeah. another victory and, lap around that Auburn Tiger program. And I like this. Uh, I like this pickup a lot too because I feel like you have a true point guard right now with him coming in, but you know around him. And uh, I'm really gonna like it if you get a guy like Viscovi or Josiah Jordan James to stay around him too. Yeah, and man, I could go. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and this might take us too far where we don't even get to SEC. On, realignments again but that's fine <laughs> um i'm okay with it tennessee being in the preseason top 10 at number 10 i just uh, i'm not buying i'm not buying if you, if you're, i'll put a put on that stock yeah i'm just like let's not overhype this team again i mean first of I all just think chandler was such a huge part of this team i just think yes. that's really tough to ask Zakai, even though he was phenomenal last season, mm-hmm. but there was games where he didn't have to do anything. 
and there, I mean, there's just also so, I mean, Kenny Chandler is a known factor. You know, he's gone. There's still a lot of unknown factors about this team, like Josiah Jordan James, like Santiago Escovi, like who your big man is going to be. I mean, there's still just a lot of unknowns that I'm not confident saying they're the preseason ranked top, you know, preseason top 10 team. Yeah. And, and who's your, who's your bench? That too. Like, he, I mean, Victor Bailey's gone. Justin Powell's gone. Um, Brent Hunley Hatfield's gone. I mean, right now it's whoever is playing that five, if it's Adu or, or Urosh, the other guys on the probably your sixth man. Other than mm-hmm. that, you know, J- Jamal Meshack. Right. I mean, I'd, BJ Edwards, like who else is left on this team? Um, you know, you got Tyreek mm-hmm. Key coming in. I think that's big. You know, hopefully you're at, able to add a couple more guys. Tyrese Hunter would be, you know, a really good guard to have. I, I want to see a big man. I just don't know if one's out there. Um, they yeah, are. I, they are. They had a visitor this weekend, and and Toby Awaka. He's from the Bronx. He knows the Kai Ziegler coming for a visit. Six eight. Is he twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty three. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I figured. But yeah. Um, so he would be on next year's team mm. if he were to do something. It looks like it's between Tennessee and Maryland at this point. Um, I think he said Seton Hall was in there as well. DJ Jefferson is another guy, a 6'5", 190-pound small forward. This is 2022. Um, so I guess he would be – He'd be enrolled then this, in this, this class. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not really a big man out there that mm-hmm. you're kind of in the running for. So, that kind of worries. I, I just I, – I I really like and, Olivier. I just don't know – I just don't think he's a dominant big man. And, and what I think he, he can bring you, though, is I think he helps you on the offensive end stretch the floor. Um, I think he adds some consistency defensively. But my big question is it in stretching the floor offensively, especially if you get Vescovi back, especially if you get Josiah Jordan-James back. I don't really worry about that. It's it's who's going to control the boards. Who's going to be your, you know, Tennessee Grant Williams. Grant Williams at Celtics is a different animal. Tennessee Grant Williams, a guy you can go to late in the shot clock that's going to going to work a, you know, either get to the free throw line or, or or you know put a ball off the backboard and, and score. That's what you need. Is Jonas Adu that guy? He came along at the end of the season. He gives me hope, but it's it's an unknown. And that's like I I mean I agree with you about the. I don't know how it's exciting that Tennessee has, you know, created a consistency, created a program that's consistent enough that there are people that believe they're a, a top 10 team going into the season. It's just a lot of unknowns for me. Yeah, I agree. I just like late in the shock, like you need to get to the rim. Who's your guy that's going to get to the rim? Yeah. I don't think yep. you have one. No, no. And that, that's so very concerning to me because I feel like that was kind of an issue at times this year. Um, yeah, until Kennedy you know. just decided he was going to do it. I mean, right. <laughs> I, uh, and I say Josiah Jordan James is unknown. Uh, after yesterday, I, I'm pretty confident he's gone, which is weird because if you'd asked me during the baseball game, I would have said maybe he's staying. Mm-hmm. Which I would, you know, I, I hate social media for like the reasons that he was retweeting, um, for a couple of reasons. I'm not saying all the people that, tweeted negative things about him or bad people, but they probably, you know, or, or even good people. I, I don't know them, but a lot of people probably just said it in the heat of the moment. Like they probably didn't mean it. Just something they rattled off and felt good sending. 
and then also like Twitter's just a very small portion of every population of Tennessee fans of everyone. And then it's also social media. They're not saying it to your face, but if you go to that baseball game with 4,000 people there, everyone there showed you love and you found some few, a few negative mean tweets that are meaningless. Like I get it. I think it's stupid. They shouldn't have sent it. I think, I think everyone needs to be better about just blocking or muting people that say negative things about you. But easy, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's healthy. I think it's in, it's extremely healthy. That name searching, that's a different animal. I think you just probably shouldn't do that. But if it comes across your t- timeline, just block or mute them because yeah, you're not going to change people's mind over the internet. You're, it's not going to happen. So just get it out of your space. Yeah, the name searching thing, that's not a rabbit hole you, you probably want to go down. No. And, and, and two, what I want to say to him, how many good tweets did you find when you name right. searched? Because there were probably a lot. I don't yeah. know what the ratio was, but they were they were in there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's, it's just like every bad play you make, somebody fires off a tweet. Yeah, ex- every exactly. good play, they they fire off a tweet as well. So Yeah. And and like I said, it's Twitter's not a... People aren't great on Twitter for whatever reason. I don't know why people want to use Twitter to be negative all the time. I'm negative on there sometimes. I know. Um, mo- mostly out of irony. Mostly to be funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have or, bad days. Or like argue with people. Why, why do people want yeah. to go in there and just argue with everybody? Sometimes I'm in a mood where, but again, it's more out of like, I just want to make them mad. And it's more like an Arkansas fan today that just no reason jumps on Tennessee stuff. Like, I just want to fire them up. It's like, it's like every day. Like, right. If you do that every day, like you're just, you're You're going to be a negative person. You're you're a miserable human being. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. It's not fun to see that stuff about you, but just, I hope he remembered what that baseball game was like. Cause it was nothing like the tweets he was retweeting. Yeah, agreed. And I think I speak for most Vol Nation when we say we love Josiah Jordan James. So, right. Yeah, I'd like to. Ha- I'd like to have him back. I think he could benefit his career, <coughs> benefit Tennessee. Um, but I just don't know. After yesterday, I'm not confident. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know where else you would really like. You're not going to be drafted. Like, I just don't know what. I don't understand what yesterday gets you. Like, what are you, what are you trying to get out of that? I guess. I hope it's like, hey, I'm gonna come back and prove you wrong. That's what I hope. Yeah, maybe you're saving receipts. Cool. Yeah. Maybe just screenshot them. Maybe don't (laughs) cause a a ruckus. You know. Which I didn't. I mean, I don't know if people were being mean to him on Twitter about that. I'm not trying to be mean about it. I like I said, I get it. I just name searching isn't like you said. It's not a rabbit hole you want to get into. Right. It's dangerous game. Not one. Yeah, because most people that good most people that want to say something good, you've probably already seen because they probably tagged you in it. Right. Um, yeah, Tennessee at, at number 10, just because they got Julian Phillips. I mean, I think that pickup is huge. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a guy that's six eight, maybe weigh a little bit more than 200 pounds. Definitely gonna have to fill out a little bit. But if you have him playing the wing and, and Josiah playing the four, I think that could potentially be a, a really good lineup. I mean, um, I think even if Kumwa can be a little more physical, him playing the four, I think, would be strong. Okay. And, and then – so where, where do you put everybody else? Uh, of course, it depends on the roster. Um, but I think you could see a mix of a – do you want Zakai off the bench? So if you get jo- Josiah and Vescovi back, is Vescovi your one? 
with Zakai in pretty quickly because we know Viscovi can do it, but probably not for 40 minutes. Um, yeah. And maybe it's Zakai with someone else coming off the bench. Um, but, I mean, I don't hate the Josiah four, especially in a starting lineup when you're looking mm-hmm. at it from a starting role. And then maybe you go a little bit smaller and, and Olivier is your five if you don't if you can't find a true big man that's that's going to give you what you need. Because yeah. if you don't have that that comfort that you can go to Jonas or Urosh down low late in the shot clock, why waste that starting spot? That starting spot. Yeah, I agree. If, if Olivia can give you more from somewhere else, or if Josiah can, you know, hit those mid-range jumpers. I mean, I'd rather have that than a yeah. post player that's just going to get buried under the basket and and not do anything with it. Get their sh- right shot blocked or whatever, or turn yeah. the ball over. Yeah, Josiah and Vescovi both come back. You have a ton of options, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just top 10. I'm, I'm going to have to see a, a lot more from that. Um, if they both come back, though, I feel better about being a, a 10 team. Yeah. And I'm interested to see where, where Tyree Key fits into this rotation. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Can he carve out a starting role? You know, is that where you get your – you know, maybe Viscovi's one or, or Tyreek Key's the the one and until Zakai comes in the game. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please land a big man. <laughs> I, I do I do have high hopes for Jonas Adu though. Uh, I, I do really think it. he can he can be a really good post presence. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, not buying ten. <laughs> maybe like maybe like eighteen. To, well, and fifteen, I'm, something I'm, like that. I'm not well enough versed in college basketball to know what the other teams there look like. So I can't, you know, it could be it could be more about just the landscape of college basketball too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I just kind of go back to like when we had Keon and Jaden. Just getting to the basket was the issue. Yeah. And not having a true point guard. And that's kind of what I'm worried about, just not having – you know, I think I think Zakai can be that true point guard, but you also got to worry about turnovers. You know, is he – you know, with his size, is he able to get to the basket? Fair, yeah. Or, or I guess he can get to the basket. Can he can he finish can he at the rim? Yeah. 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 And he did it a lot this year, but you know, maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of newness, but he also he's a he does a good job creating space too, which is good for his size. Mm-hmm. But he can do that. So hundred hundred percent agree. It's a lot of a lot of questions, not a ton of answers on right. the subject. Yep. So yeah, the Mavs are destroying the Suns right now. Are they? It's about 22, 23 now. <laughs> Let's see. The Suns. Devin Booker's 0 for 6. It's almost halftime. Mm. Mm. Not my Grant Williams. <laughs> no, Chris Paul is 0 for 3, 1 point. Yikes. Glad I bet on that game. Psych. Let's talk a little Grant Williams. Let's talk. Let's talk a. A baller. Dude, the the fact that he can score like zero points in like two <laughs> games and then go off for twenty seven in game seven is insane. And oh, he's yeah. he's guarding Giannis the majority of the time. 
he he's guarding the other team's best player in yeah. just about any game they play in. Right. Dude, I mean, he's seven for eighteen from three. Good God. Could you the imagine if he would be able to shoot if he like shot like that in college? We'd be we'd be cutting down different nets. Yeah. Man. I'm not shocked at the defensive part of his game at all. The offensive end, very shocked. I'm surprised he played 39 minutes. I mean, usually 39 minutes, Grant has 85 fouls. <laughs> <laughs> he did have five. He was one away from getting the boot. You know, he was happy to see the, the NBA boosted up one when he got there. Right. right. He's like, oh, I get six? Oh, guys, I'm getting five every game. I promise exactly. you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'll be six tossed in there, some, but I'm getting five every game. Right. Love it. Love to see it. Um, I mean, it's funny that Celtics fans, there's some that I follow that are already annoying because they're Boston fans, but they're not big Grant Williams fans until today. And they were a little bit during the Brooklyn series too, but bit, yeah, they were big I, Grant guys today. Yeah. I feel like they're on and off. I, mean, he's not, I know a big one, and they're like, get it. you know, a lot of the games he just eats up minutes. Right. I mean, he's going to have some of those games, probably. Uh, I mean, where he has yeah. five fouls, two points, and, you know, four rebounds and, and stuff like that. But it showed today that the Celtics think he's a key piece to their. Yeah. Game, so. And, I mean, that, listen, being. A 27-point score in an NBA game is really hard. Being that in a game seven is very, very difficult. Um, so the fact that he did that, I mean, shows how good he is. It's right. way more likely he ends up a minute eater than anything else. I mean, that's right. – <laughs> love to see it. You love to see it. Love to see it. Um, do we want to talk a little conference realignment? I just want to yeah. throw – So I mean, we can talk about this all, kind of all throughout the summer because it's not going to happen for until at least uh, – Oklahoma come to the SEC, at least. So, I mean, I'll just so threw it out there is, um, I think it was Matt Hinton, I believe. I don't know exactly what he covers, full disclosure. Um, but they talked about, and, and I think they've gone away from the pod thought, if it happens. I think now it's more of you have three permanent opponents. And then three, three, ten, five, and five. So, it, so there's no divisions, I think, is the thought now that they're going to. So no pods, no divisions. Three permanent, and then you play everyone else rotates. So it'd be every four years that you play someone. Or every two years you play someone, I think, and then you play there every four years, like we had discussed last week briefly. So is that three, five, and five? Is that what – I read the thing about well, three, five. It was three. Well, the, three I don't know what the five – I guess. Three permanent, you'll play five one year and five the next year. Like See, I think they've talked team. about going. I I guess I guess that that would have to be how it is. That's I get yeah yeah because that's eight. I would, right, but I feel like they've talked about going to nine games. But maybe they keep it at eight. But that's that wouldn't be enough. I think you'd have to go to nine games. Three. It had to be three, six, and six, right? Okay. Because we're gonna have sixteen teams. Oh yeah, I I I guess this was ACC. ACC is three, five, and five. Yeah. Okay. So they're going. Gotcha. They're they are like in heavy. T- it hadn't happened. Hadn't been official yet, and it won't happen until twenty twenty three for the ACC. 
but they are – I think it seems like everyone's pretty on board. I think what the ACC wants to iron out is it wants those – it wants to know who the permanent opponents are before they make decisions because they want to keep certain rivalries intact. Yeah, I think and, Pat Narduzzi did not want this because he wants – like he thinks it's something to win your division. I get that. Like I, I, I don't disagree with that, but – when you're not playing people often in your conference, that's stupid. Right. I mean, yeah, I kind of agree. like you win the East, but like you want to win the East to go to Atlanta. Like that's right. That's the only reason you care about the East is you get to well, the I, I think, championship. I think for this to happen too, I, I think the NCAA would have to change their rules because I think right now to hold a conference championship game, you have to have a division winner, I believe. I believe the NCAA rules committee would have to change that rule to allow for that division split to happen. But I think that's, I think they've discussed that kind of being how it's could happen with these bigger conferences, but I like Tennessee's permanent opponents that have been floated out there. It's Alabama, Florida and Vanderbilt. Of course you don't want to play Alabama every year, but you're not going to get rid of that rivalry. If you have three permanent opponents, it's not going to happen. You know, it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, and probably, probably Texas A&M. Well, <laughs> you keep you, 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 the good thing is, is we're the only in-state opponent. We only have one in-state opponent. So it That's has to be Vanderbilt. State. You're playing Vanderbilt. If yeah. you have three permanent. Now who the, if it's, if it's Florida, I love it. The Alabama one kind of stinks, but we know like it, Listen, Nick Saban's times like it's coming soon, right? <laughs> I don't know. He's like that Ricky Bobby. I got really good health care. There ain't no reason why I can't see you at least 110 or 130. Uh, maybe. I mean, he's 71 years old, I think, right now, which is absurd. Um, he doesn't look it. No, he doesn't. So, uh, listen, maybe, maybe he doesn't. But I really like Alabama's permanent opponents besides Tennessee, maybe. Um, LSU and Auburn. So maybe you know, maybe they get the LSU, short Auburn, list. Tennessee. That's it's kind of tough. I mean, that's a tough. That's a I tough. I mean, you're, you're looking at Tennessee right now. I'm probably not thinking it's tough, but the way we're kind of you know maybe looking down the road, who knows? The maybe toughest is Mississippi, for sure. The toughest Mississippi State. Of course, we don't know Oklahoma, especially when they get to the SEC. But Auburn, Oklahoma, Ole Miss. I think that's probably the toughest, well, without knowing what Tennessee is in the future. So with, with Texas, Missouri, and Oklahoma, they're definitely going to play each other. I mean, are we not recre- recreating the big t- the, the Big Twelve at that point? Missouri, Missouri would only play Oklahoma. They won't play Texas in that in that. Their okay. permanents: Arkansas, Kentucky, and Oklahoma. Uh, that in the what people have proposed again, nothing is even close to I want that one. <laughs> right. Well, I was a fan of, I was a fan of the pod because it has to be Missouri, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee, right? If you're going by geographic location or South Carolina, yeah. So right. I guess I guess my question: Who would South Carolina have? Uh, in this one that was proposed or you know thrown out there, there's just not easy. Florida, Georgia, Kentucky. Because I don't, I don't. Who are who's their rival? I think. I mean, I don't think they really have a rival. <laughs> Because they don't have one from the West, I think they play A and M every year as their their non rotating West opponent. Okay, I think it's A and M. So Florida has Tennessee, South Carolina, and who? Florida has Tennessee, South Carolina, and Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Georgia's got a. Georgia will have 
Auburn, Florida, and South Carolina. I, I think that's a tough one, but you do have South Carolina there to balance it out. Yeah. That's why I think Mississippi State not being a great team and then getting Auburn, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss, that's why I think that one's a tough one. So who does Auburn have? Auburn have Alabama, Georgia. Georgia and Mississippi State. So theirs is up there. Theirs is, But they do get Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're looking at that, Alabama's got the – Alabama's probably – Yeah, Alabama's probably one of the top. I mean, if not the number one, uh, definitely the number two. Hey, that's good. There's, Let's, let's no, balance it out a little bit. Yeah. And, and when you get all I, these five stars, let's see how many championships they can win with that schedule. Right. And I wouldn't mind reshuffling maybe two of the three every like 10 years. Yeah. We're going to keep Vanderbilt <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but I think you get more flexibility too with that when you get rid of divisions. You have 16 teams. You have to do something. The scheduling now makes no sense. Right. Well, I, I think with, you know, you're going to play like, five one year, five the next year, you know, there's some rivalries that can start like that. Yeah, oh, for sure. Where you're playing teams like that, like at least every other year. Whereas mm-hmm. now, you know, uh, you Tennessee Ole Miss is going to be bitter oh, if you get that, sure. playing them every two years. Yeah, and just having, four years home and home. Yeah, that, that Memphis <laughs> rivalry right there. Battle oh. Memphis, is that what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah, assuming yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's like you – I agree with that point. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a great point of you do get some rivalries. And then we talked about how it's just good for – I think, too, the SEC, that's going to be great for recruiting where, you know, you do get to go to that state or you do get to play every team every two years. You get to go to that team every four years. I think that helps SEC in recruiting. So I think that boosts the whole conference um, in that sense. And then – some of these East rivalries have only started because we're in the East. Like South Carolina, Tennessee have, you know, become a little bitter, but you would, it wouldn't be that case if you, I don't think South Carolina, Tennessee would be like that if you weren't in the same division, if you didn't play every year. Um, Tennessee, Georgia's kind of an interesting one. It's a lot of history there, but for how much history it has, it's really not been that bitter. No, it, it's just a one to win because. A lot of, I mean, yeah, you because they're they've been so good. Well, and it's always and when they've not been that good, Tennessee's been that good. So it's always, yeah, been that way. But it's not for before before they kind of got to where they were. They're at them and Tennessee were right there winning. Yeah, what eight nine games? Right, right. And then I think too, like add when you add a Missouri, Missouri doesn't have a rival in the East. Their their rivals Arkansas. Yeah. So, like you said, maybe they get a rivalry created playing everyone. Playing, you know, they get some of those old Big 12 rivalries back up because you get add Texas and Oklahoma. So, yeah, I, I, I like that point. Um, I think it creates a – I think it creates a better conference if you do that. I do. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be more fun, you know, people to travel to these different stadiums too. I, I know. I want to get to every SEC home – or every SEC – uh home stadium before I die and you know with with my blood pressure I, I don't think it's going to be a long time so I really need them to go to this schedule <laughs> <laughs> need it to happen which I think I've gone ahead and just well assuming the schedule stays the same I think I've already decided I'm just not gonna be able to see Tennessee play those games so I got to be a little more flexible but yeah 
Um, I've been to a few, so that's that's good. I've gotten a few knocked off that list. A- and A and M was a big one that I was like, I got to go to that one. I'm not gonna get another chance. LSU, I felt I feel that way. So going to LSU. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, th- I think I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Let's get it. I, I think if the ACC does it and it everyone seems to kind of like it, especially like TV schedule wise, makes you more money. See, that's another thing too. Is that Tennessee? So a, a year. A Tennessee-South Carolina game, you know, wouldn't be a big deal. Maybe Mississippi State's good that year. And so Tennessee-Mississippi State gets you more viewers. Like, that's – I think it would be great for your, for your TV TV deal if you want more money from that TV deal. Yeah, agreed. So. I'd love to get some more matchups. I just feel like – you see this – and it's not like it's the same teams every year, but it, it is right. like you just get tired of playing, like – do we want to play Missouri? Oh yeah, yeah. Not often. Yeah, <laughs> I like to beat them every once in a while, but not often. Right. Um. Uh, most important. Okay. Uh. Most important. I've got a big one. Okay. Got a big one. My brother, Jonathan Mitchell, hit his first hole in one this weekend. That's awesome. 185 yards. We didn't get to see it go in from the tee box. So not like how I dreamed my first hole in one, watching my first hole in one would be. Um, but it was pretty cool regardless. It was an so incredible. You it was great. It, were you, were, was he trying to look for it? Well, that's the best part. So, so many times you don't see your ball in the green and uh, someone's like, did you check the hole? Kind of jokingly. You know, you always, there's a little bit of hope in there. Well, someone said that to Jonathan. And, and that's the best part is like, it was a great shot. Someone even said that's tracking towards the hole. We get up there. My ball is about five feet behind the hole. And we assumed it was his. I assumed mom was short. So I, he walked up to it and he's like, that's not my ball. Um, so he starts walking away from the green behind it because he thought maybe he was a little long. Someone told him to check the hole. And I was like, no way. There's just no way. He gets right. He stands right over it and just immediately goes like that. And I was like, you, you are. I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, you're lying. <laughs> you are, I was like, I'll, I got to go to my phone. I'll be right back. I, I got to go to video picture. So that's it was crazy. awesome. It was awesome. Um, uh, and he almost hit another one. He he left one about two feet, or he put one about two feet long, and it started even rolling back a little bit. So I almost had another one in the same day. Dang. Not after the, after that, do you just quit golf? You just I told him. I said if I said if that goes in, I don't know if he quit golf, but I think we just leave. I think that we leave it there. And you get a free round after that, right? <laughs> I would. I'd hope so. I think that's I how it so. is in putt putt. <laughs> yeah, eighteen. You got to hit a hole in one on eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> Only hole it matters. Yeah, it was it was awesome. He did finish. He struggled putting. I got to dog him a little bit for that. So he finished just finished two over um, on a really tough course, though. But yeah, so it's a, it was pretty freaking awesome. It was it was one of the cooler things I've experienced, even if I didn't get to see the ball go in. So, heck yeah! Um, shout out Johnny Mitch. Shout out Jay Mitch. Um, not a season ticket holder though. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Um, Angels rookie left-hander Reed Detmers um, pitched a no-hitter this past week on Wednesday uh, or I'm sorry on Tuesday in a 12-0 victory over the Rays he's the uh, youngest pitcher to throw one since 2006 he's 22 years old dang yeah pretty incredible that's crazy that 26 is the youngest, though. That's even, like, even weirder. Yeah. It's awesome, though. 
regardless. Another most important you using Joey from Tampa. That that's that's hilarious to use that as um Tennessee's like main account used it today when he got a Did they? I, I don't know if it was a hit. All right, well we get that credit then. We brought that nickname to the forefront. We didn't or, get start it. Shout out yeah. to Zerker, but we, we yeah. We brought we brought it to the, the Twitterverse. I'm trying to think of which one. Oh yeah, it was a uh, Joe from Tampa with back to back RBI knocks. Yeah, let's see. If, let's see if I can find a Joey from Tampa tweet before for this podcast. Um, man, I got a heck of a fail. It's a fail on me too, but. <laughs> Uh, before you do go to fails, last last most important, sort of most important. They didn't win, but one Knoxville got my shirt on. There's only one Knoxville um, had their first first game last night at Austin East High School. Um, they'll they'll play in the the Randy Boyd Coliseum when it gets built and when they're in the USL. But uh, they were at Austin East. Great crowd, um, great game. They they looked really good. They were on the attack for pretty much the whole time. Uh, just just came up short, and, and the PK should have been a should have been a, a draw. Uh, the PK was very weak, terrible, just absolute garbage call. Um, so, and then they got a goal call back for I don't know what. Um, so it should have been two to two at least. Refs were heavily involved. We saw them. Um, we're investigating to see if it was um, our friend Jeffrey just to double check. But great game, crowd was good. A lot of people there. Um, just a cool environment. I, I hope they get into somewhat of a stadium soon. I think a big part of minor league teams is you got to serve beer. You got to serve alcohol. You can't do that at high school. I understand. I I get why you didn't last night. I'm not complaining about that. Um, but, and dude, the, start them them early. That's exactly. Uh, (laughs) they played Asheville city FC and those dudes, there were like nine of them that traveled. They were assholes. They were the biggest, like, they just acted like they know more about soccer than they because Knoxville had their first soccer team, professional soccer team. They thought they knew more um, for some reason, and they were just cocky little assholes and weird dudes. And I don't like them. Um, they were like, there's a gamesmanship line, and then they just, I don't know, they were jerks. I, I'm not an Asheville fan anymore because of them. So, like the city, I don't like the city anymore because of them. So thank you guys for taking your city on the road and, and really doing it justice. You guys did a good job. I hope you were proud of yourself. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So also we'll be in the USL in a few years, and you guys will be in the NPSL playing summer games. So who knows more about soccer now? Yeah, exactly. I have no clue what you're talking about, but yeah, I'm going to agree. <laughs> also, they had a Roy Kent chant. Um, Roy Kent. Well, they had a – it was awesome. They had a he's, he's here, he's there with uh, Swedish golden hair. And it's uh, Buster. I don't know how Soberg. I think his name's Buster. Soberg. It was awesome. It was a good chant. Yeah. Me and Sam loved it. So it's not he's every effing where? It's not he's every effing where. It's he's here, he's there with Swedish golden hair. So how does that get started? Well, you have a supporter section. And if you have a strong supporter section, everyone knows the chance because you've got like a page that you know everybody so like if i go to usa soccer game or how i know all the usa ones is because i like the american outlaws have a website that i can literally find every chant they do and it's written out like lyrics to a song and you so you learn that way they tell you what tune it's to or how the chant said 
and you join in that way. It's also started organically. So you have the supporter section who yells it, then everyone else learns it and joins in with them. But if you want chance, you got to have a strong supporter. It's essentially your student section. Got to have a strong supporter section, have strong leadership. I'll give them credit. They were, they were pretty good. We need to pick up our volume a little bit, maybe, but they were good on Friday night or yeah, okay. Friday night, Saturday night, whatever night it was. Cool. Strong, strong, strong showing for the first true Knoxville pro team. So it was, it was a lot of fun. One Knoxville did it good. I got a video of the first goal that just pulled it. I was like, this feels like a goal to me. And I got a video of it. I don't even think the main account got a video. They didn't tweet it out. I tweeted at them. They didn't retweet it. You guys can have the rights to it. If you want, I'll give it to you. It's a good video. So from the stands, as good as you can have from the stands. Right. Cool. One knocks, baby. I love it. One knocks. Um, one more most important Lady Vol softball, number 11, national seed. Um, so they will host a regional. So Heck props yeah. to them. Let's just let's just win one in, in softball and baseball. <laughs> I would not hate that. Where yeah, did where did where did softball play? It's somewhere in Oklahoma, isn't it? Is it Tulsa? No clue. Not a clue. All right. Fail. Yeah, go ahead real quick. I'm going to look up the Women's Softball World Series. Yeah, this is – I only have one fail, and – Dude, how do you do this? The Reds, Cincinnati Reds, how bad they are. Throw a no-hitter today and lose. What? <laughs> what? They lost one What was nothing. the score? One to nothing. Just one? Okay, that's yeah, a little bit better, but good lord. A no hitter and lose one to nothing. They're so bad. How many walk how many walks do they have total? I don't know. They, they scored a run off a of fielder's choice, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I'm like How many errors? I, I, I bet on the Reds today. I was like, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Dude, do a no hitter. I mean, how can you feel any better and still lose? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love betting so much. I'm done with it. I'll quit. I think I think Major League Baseball is the hardest thing to bet on. Oh, I would agree. 100%. I don't think it's even close. Uh, if you can um if you can watch the game and bet inning by inning, I think that's the only way you can really come out on top. It's insane. And it's still very hard. Like I yeah. that that doesn't make it easy. It's just yeah. I think it makes it a little bit, you know, manageable, yeah. I guess. That's all I got for fails. Dude, I went and kicked around. I'm going to get toss myself most important. No stretching. Hadn't kicked in years. Hit a 45-yarder today. You hit a 50-yarder if I was holding it. Probably. That, that <laughs> wizard That wizard kicking is not the same, dude. <laughs> wizard holder. Not the same. What did I tell you? I think I told you with a few months I could have a 60-yarder. Oh, I feel real good about it now. Okay. I took a video because I was like, man, I just feel like I'm very tight. No, no elasticity to my hips. Nothing. Hips were very stagnant. <laughs> very stagnant. A little embarrassing. I need some yoga. In a bad way. Easy now. You'll get you'll get signed to the whatever football league they're starting up. <laughs> Dude, XFL, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up. Um, I've got the uh it, it may have been a Kansas fan. Did you see this home run or foul ball? I don't know. It was out in away from the infield. Uh, was heading towards a couple. 
and the guy slid like 10 feet over and just left his girl to fend for herself. Dang. Did it hit her? <laughs> I think it hit the stands first and then it did like scrag bounced off of her. Yeah. Uh, it didn't hit her on the fly at least. <laughs> but you got, you got dads out here feeding babies and catching balls. You've got, you, you got to go, you got to go. You got to catch it. Yeah, you, gotta you just gotta you just gotta suck it up. Yeah, that dude that dude was like, I'm out. <laughs> you got this. George yeah. Costanza that as best he could. <laughs> it was it was awful. Um this I don't know if this is a fail. I, I don't know. And I, I don't know the 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 exact reasons for it, but uh the Texas women's softball coach during the Oklahoma game was not happy with the umps for some reason. He gets tossed. As he's heading towards the dugout, just turns and gives him a bird on the way out. <laughs> and he got his his team came out of the dugout getting the crowd pumped from it. That's some full team power stuff. Oh, for sure. I, and I don't know if they won or not, so I don't know if it was an effective technique, um, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do. For sure. Get fired up. For sure. I agree. All right. Oh. That's All right, guys, it's been fun. Next week, I'll be talking about my first hole-in-one. <laughs> Absolutely. Doubtful. <laughs> and we'll be talking about postseason. We will be talking about it. Confirmed ESPN analyst or play-by-play, VFL, friend of the pod, Cody Hahn, next Sunday. Next Sunday, love it. Talking a little Hoover after Mississippi State sweep. We'll tell him to bring the broom. Yeah. Get it out. Um, guys, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Um, we'll have the update on the bat flip whenever that's supposed to be this week. And we'll be back on Wednesday probably again. More important issues. Um, so, yeah, follow along for some updates. We'll have those out on Twitter and Facebook as well. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.